and welcome to Falter Ego episode 10. Uh, thank you for joining me uh, for this episode. This time we're going to be talking about NFTs, uh, partly on how they're destroying everything uh, <laughs> that's dear to us, and I will be tying it back to ego at the towards the end of the episode. I've mapped it all out. I've got notes, got lots of notes, um, and we're going to be talking about the problems about them. The reason I want to talk about the problem of NFTs is, um, I mean, partly because they do pose, uh, maybe not globally or uh, environmentally too huge a threat, though they do affect that in some sense. But I think spiritually, um, they're part of a broader uh, ecosystem of problems that are contributing to, um, you know, the downfall of humanity. So nothing. Uh, nothing too insubstantial there, uh, but the I think the other problem is that the 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 zeal with which they are being embraced is disproportionate to the um, the offering they bring to the to the human project, and so I think it's important when everybody's wholeheartedly embracing something because it's disruptive or it's the new thing. Uh, it's uh, it's a good time. Uh, to pause and reflect and uh, suss out whether or not they are actually the be-all and end-all of, of the future. Um, so that's what I'm here to do. And thankfully, given the uh, listenership of this podcast, I think we could bring down NFTs, guys. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get going. So I think that that is the the first the first kind of little hurdle. I think we need to train ourselves out of is this knee-jerk reaction to any new tech in thinking that it's disruptive, exciting, it's the way of the future. Um, and that if anyone dunks on it, they are part of the previous generation. They're old. They don't understand it. Um, they're being old fuddy duddies. And so it's kind of a weird sort of ideological, very strong ideological sort of autoimmune system where as soon as somebody attacks it, you just write them off as being uh, past it and old or they don't get it. Um, and it's, uh, it's a very convenient way of dismissing their concerns as genuine. Not everything, and this is the thing we need to start realising, the faster and faster these new technologies are being foisted on us, not everything that's new and is, is disruptive, not everything that's new is the future. You'll, you hear people saying that all the time, got to got a creaky chair you hear people saying that often um that nfts are the future and it's like well everything that happens after now is <laughs> oh that's, that's a really low bar to entry like literally anything that happens after this moment is the future so it's not that's not hard like i said that's a very low bar to entry um, I'm not sure that's some sort of hallmark of quality, though. Just because something happens after now doesn't mean it's progress and doesn't mean it needs to be uh, knee-jerkily embraced uh, as being the next big thing. You know, I could, I mean, you know, I'm sitting here streaming with a camera and Discord and Streamlabs. I mean, that's that's great, but if, it, you know... I could be sitting here live streaming myself eating uh, my own feces. That's not that doesn't that's, that that doesn't signify progress for me. That is not an advance. Um, if ten minutes ago I was sitting at my dining table having a very um, 
having a very uh, delightful civilized meal, okay? Just because the eating my own poo happens to come after the civilized meal does not make that a step in the right direction, does make it an advance, does make it progress. Okay, so just because one thing happens after another, I don't know why we imbue the second thing with some... Um, with reverence just because it seems to have come later in in you know in the timeline in chronology so that's i think that's the first little mental i guess like i i don't know what it is it's almost like a fetish isn't it it's like anything that comes after now is just automatically revered and you know it's it, nfts aren't the future they're just in the future and that's an important distinction they come with a suite of problems. Now, there are obviously um, benefits to NFTs. You know, they allow artists to, digital artists, to control uh, more directly how their uh, art is sold and it can empower uh, creators, musicians um, to, yeah, to, to have ownership over what they want to sell and how they want to sell it. I'll come back to the positives in a bit. Um, but generally speaking, I think NFTs are awash with um, some pretty shit consequences. Um, first of all, there's the the concentration of wealth. So, um, you know, the people who created, for example, the Bored Ape, Bored Ape Yacht Club, um, which has also now bought um, CryptoPunks, which was another... Um, minted a, a suite of minted uh, nfts that got sold they say they've bought that out and as with things like disney plus or disney just buying you know marvel and star wars you slowly start to see a typical i mean it's it's predictable homogenization of you know ownership over who controls these assets um the technology uh the NFTs use so like cryptocurrency and blockchain again serves to make a very very small number of people extremely rich um, and so there's nothing much disruptive about that 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 is capitalism operating as per usual um, where you know we think there's something new and exciting there's opportunities for all but really it ends up benefiting a very small number of people um, and there's not much that's um disruptive about that um i think you know i've read somewhere that uh it's something, something like a third possibly of all corporate uh corporately owned uh nfts are owned by like th like only like a handful of companies so we, you do see the same old uh habits and behaviors uh revealing themselves as with every other iteration of of, of capitalism it's like when when web 2.0 came out you know um social media uh, micro blogging you know where did that where did that lead again we everyone was singing from the same hymn sheet when that first came out you know, oh this is going to change everything this is going to be disruptive it's going to empower digital creators uh and you've ended up with facebook twitter and fuck knows you know instagram um and essentially you know mark Zuck, mark zuckerberg and that's it and the chap who made snapchat you know it's not it's and it's the same thing. It's the same thing over and over again of uh, one or two people just becoming extremely uh, well wealthy. Um, one of the other 
issues with NFTs is the impact on the environment, which again, you know, uh, capitalism what a surprise um the sheer amount of energy required to um maintain the technology on upon which nfts rely uh, so again cryptocurrency and blockchain um emits more than countries <laughs> um so again for something that's meant to be disruptive i mean for something to be disruptive it has to overturn a pr the pre-existing model Right. So if the pre-existing model was a very small number of people becoming extremely wealthy at the cost of the environment, uh, then the new model should not look exactly the same as that. So I don't see how it's disruptive to have a new way of making money that still comes at the expense of the environment. So there's not much disruption happening there. Um, on the wealth issue again as well, uh, there are obviously the pump and dump schemes. That's where people mint a whole suite of uh, coins. They'll mint 10,000 digital artworks, often very easily, which we'll get to in a second. Um, and they will just rely on the hype of the fact that these coins, uh, the, sorry, the fact that these artworks have been created um, to, you know, get, people who aren't as in the know as everyone else um, to buy them up. It pushes the prices up and then within weeks or months, the the value of those NFTs has gone down because the hype's gone away. Um, there's lots of people cashing in on, say, yeah, the Bored Ape Yacht Club by just creating a similar looking array of artworks. Um, I've seen some lion NFTs, um, some shark NFTs, and just hoping that people will go, oh, it's NFTs, fuck, I've got to get in on this, snapping them up, and then within weeks or months, um, the value is all gone, and the people who obviously made them originally and sold them, they walk off with millions, if not sometimes tens of millions of dollars, um, leaving the poor people who were suckered into purchasing them uh, with very little. Um, so again, it's to me, that feels very same old, same old and not disruptive at all. Um, another problem that, well, another problem of old capitalism that I feel NFTs simply magnifies rather than disrupts is our complete detachment from or our inability to ascribe the correct monetary worth uh, to anything. Uh, our sense of value and monetary worth have completely have com become completely detached. So, I mean, especially with the case of NFT, NFTs because you're spending millions of dollars on something that doesn't exist. Um, but the problem with old capitalism is that, you know, a tree is worth more chopped down than it is standing up. So already, you know, our sense of our capacity to assess the value of something is, is, is pretty screwed. Um, and we, you know, shoes that cost three cents to make thanks to some little kid uh, in a shop, not in a shop. <laughs> Sounds like slavery is a family-run business. Uh, in some sweatshop, um, the sweat 
the sweat really makes the word sweatshop it just stands at a bit adds a whole new level layer of meaning to it isn't it if you forget to add the word sweat in the front of shop uh you're really doing a disservice to what you're trying to communicate there where do you work yeah i work in a shop right that sounds cute sorry it's a sweat so i forgot to mention it's a sweatshop oh you're a slave um but shoes that have that, yeah cost sense to make in a sweatshop because they have a swoosh on them are suddenly worth hundreds of dollars so already with the old way of doing things we are not well placed to determine the value of something in terms of money and a tree is worth more chopped down than it is standing up which is odd because without a tree we're all going to die um so already you can see that you know our sense of our sense of uh how we ascribe value to things is a bit if if somebody gave you poison fast acting poison that was going to kill you in 10 minutes and then offered you the antidote to keep you alive how much would you pay for that i would argue quite a lot um because being alive is um it's pretty good fun isn't it <laughs> um but with it but with trees we're like no sorry take your antidote and shut suffocating is the poison trees are the antidote but for whatever reason we don't think they're worth anything but the, the, the thing is with nfts so we've taken nfts take that and dial it up because we, we already have a problem with knowing how much something is worth shoes aren't worth what we pay for them but at least when you pay for shoes you are getting some shoes with nfts you're not even getting you're not getting anything you're not even actually technically getting ownership of the artwork you've paid for so you get a code that proves you own the artwork but you're not getting the artwork and in fact in most cases the artist who created the nft retains copyright so you can't buy an nft and then go and start using that you can't print it on t-shirts and then sell those t-shirts and and keep all the money from that because you own the image you don't actually own the image the artist retains copyright in the majority of cases maybe that'll change in the future but at the moment when you buy an nft you don't you don't own the thing um but at least so the, to me this is this is what's amazing this is like the, the hoodwink this is this is the parlor trick that nfts have pulled on us is that at least with old capitalism you destroyed the environment and centralized wealth in exchange for something you get a pair of shoes or a house now you're doing all of that centralizing wealth making a few people extremely rich destroying the environment in exchange for nothing you know in fact in some of the cases the the nfts that are being created aren't even made by people um there's one case i think it was the, again the lion ones i don't know what their fucking names are the shitty lion bored fucking ape exhausted sloth <laughs> fucking <laughs> ambivalent ambivalent marmoset have you seen those am nfts the ambivalent marmosets great they're really cool but in case in the case of the lion ones the the fucking caffeinated lions who gives a shit what they're called um in case in the case of the lions 
somebody created a generic image of a lion and created, I think, like 50 accessories or something, and then an algorithm used those different combinations to generate 10,000, um, you know, alternate um, iterations of that line. So an algorithm did it, not a person. And I just think, you know, at least, at least in the Matrix they the robots had to like physically enslave us and put us in a pod uh to take control of humanity and yet here we are handing over millions of dollars to a fucking algorithm for a piece of art that doesn't even exist i think the machines have won already um if, if something's disruptive right it's supposed to at least replace the previous model, but in all cases, as far as I can see, um, NFTs just magnify the problems of capitalism. They don't change anything. Um, at least, at least with old capitalism, you would end up. You at least you would own something. Now we're actually spending lots of money to seem like we own something. I mean, that is that is like capitalism's. That's every capitalist's wet dream to get people to part with cash for the ritual of seeming to own something. So it's not even this, the thing that we want anymore. It's the the act of seeming to have ownership over something. You don't, you don't even need a something anymore. So it's, it's about the aesthetics of ownership rather than the actual thing that you do own. I mean, this is, this is it's, it's, it's like, it's almost like the algebra of capitalism like we've refined it's like somebody's put capitalism into a, a centrifugal spinner thing centrifugal centrifuge there we go centrifugal refuge it's an island that spins around everyone on the uh all the refugees keep throwing up it's it's like you've put capitalism into a centrifuge and refined it down to its most core elements which is people spending money to want to own without needing the end of that sentence, which is to want to own something. Um, so how how this is progress, again, it's like I was saying before, just because one thing happens after another thing doesn't mean that's an improvement. It just means, I mean, that's how time works. <laughs> things always happen after other things. It's very hard to do something next that somehow happened before what you've just done. <laughs> so... And if everything, we're all moving in the same direction, that does not mean whatever happens after now is an improvement on what's gone before. And in the case of Web 3.0, which is where we're all going apparently, um, none of that is progress. Um, it is, like I just said, at least before, this is, this is why I get fucked off when people piss, mock boomers and stuff. It's like, oh, boomers, you know negative gearing your houses and you've got two properties and you've you know you've hoarded all this wealth yeah at least they did that to own a thing you're you're fucking up the planet to not own a picture of a shit monkey that's not even real <laughs> like at least they had the common sense to part with their cash at least you can live in a house what 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 are you going to do with a picture of a monkey in four years' time when it goes out of fashion? And they will go out of fashion. You look at those Bored Ape pictures and 
you that has pogs written all over it like it's worth four million now i guarantee you in six years time they're gonna be they're gonna be the crocs or tie-dye of the future like people are gonna look at that bored ape and go why did i why why did i spend forty five thousand dollars on an ape that's got us just because he's got a slightly different hat than the other ones me that it's all hype it's just it's all hype and that's why people get take advantage of it creaky chair that's why people take advantage of it that's why there's this uh, motivation to mint new uh new sets of nfts in the hope that people go oh it's oh it's a fucking lethargic it's the lethargic zebra collection fucking sign me up for that all of this this detachment from this detachment from being able to ascribe real value to real things and becoming and fetishizing the the ritual of ownership without actually owning anything and the spending of money for the sake of spending money for the sake of seeming to own something when you don't to me is all happening at the wrong time at the wrong point in history if they'd ha- if this had happened after we'd solved climate change I would say, fine, go for it. If we'd actually learned how to live in equilibrium with everything around us, I would say, great, have at it. Become obsessed by art that's not real and spend all your time online buying digital shoes for your fucking ape. But the fact that we're becoming so obsessed with this, at this pivotal moment in our climate uh, journey... (laughs) is is extremely concerning because it's at the precise moment we need to be valuing and ascribing monetary value to real things to trees to to just the environment to the great barrier reef to human connection and empathy and relating to people we're hungry at this at that pivotal moment where we really need to get behind the environment we're vanishing into this digital, transient, nothing space and ascribing huge amounts of monetary worth to things that don't exist just for bragging rights, um, which also ties back to ego. I mean, half the reason everyone buys these things is just so that they can say, I'm the one who owns that one, and to demarcate yourself from everyone else. It's a massive ego gold rush um and it's happening at precisely the time we don't need to be thinking about ourselves or um failing to understand how to ascribe value to real things um if 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 a bored ape nft can sell is worth three million dollars then logically a tree a single tree should be worth i would say about 900 billion dollars i think that's fair and i know that sounds weird but the, f- the the fact that it sounds weird is what's weird the fact that a tree isn't valuable but this artwork that you can't even technically own but sort of own is worth splashing four million bucks on for status is um is ludicrous and our you know our sense of worth is completely detached 
from reality right when we need to start becoming heaps more grounded. Um, and yes, I know NFTs help artists. I know it helps give them control over how they sell their um, artworks. But that's that does not vindicate an entire framework of uh, all these this entire ecosystem of problems. And I've said it before, you know, it's like fossil fuels power hospitals. So a positive outcome is coming out of a force that is extremely negative. Now that doesn't vindicate fossil fuels. Uh, at best it says, well, yeah, they're not all bad, but it definitely doesn't mean on the whole they're good. Um, definitely doesn't vindicate them. And again, right at the time we need to be developing more empathy precisely because climate change and a lot of global problems will require us to work together. Um, we're really, really doubling down on the ego thing. It started with social media, um, microblogging, making yourself the center of attention. And it's really, I mean, we're monetizing that to an, an, an absurd degree now where we're going to be encouraged to, well, I mentioned it before with bragging rights, right? Half the reason people buy these things is so you can say you're the one that owns that without actually owning it. You know, it's like having, it's like you have the keys to a Ferrari and you're not allowed to drive it. But if anyone were allowed to drive it, it would be you because you've got the keys, but you still can't drive it. <laughs> you're not allowed to, but if you could, it would be you because you've got the keys, but you're not allowed to drive it. That's the same as NFTs. You've got the, you've got the NFT, you've got the code, you've got the key to the artwork, the Ferrari. It's still technically not yours. You don't own the copyright to it. And, anybody, and weirdly, anybody else can hop in your Ferrari and have a go as well. Like anybody can right click and save the image. So you don't even get the benefit of like, you're the only one who can see it. It's not like you can hang it in a gallery and charge people to look at it. It's like, I can just, I can go to all of the board Ape things, right click and save them all and have them. Um, all you have is bragging rights, but that's, that is also, that's part of the problem is that that's ego. That's just like trying to set yourself apart from everyone else through possession and not even and again not even possessing something but just going through the ritual of seeming like you possess something so it's capitalism minus the stuff we're just handing over our money so we can say we own something without actually owning something it's fucking crazy um but this is only going to get worse and worse and and we're being encouraged to embrace web 3.0 uh, you can already see lots of companies jumping on board. Um, just because Mark Zuckerberg says we're all going into the metaverse, we've all gone, yeah, great. I'm in. You know, all these companies have jumped on board when we haven't even figured out or had long enough to understand the full impact of Web 2.0. Um, there are studies coming out now and have been for a few years about just how negative the impact on our mental health has been. We've seen an increase in political um, tribalism, bullying, rising anxiety, distraction, short attention spans, kids growing up with depression, increase in suicide. And before we've even managed to solve Web 2.0, 
we're already being ushered into Web 3.0, where we're just going to be floating avatars with digital shoes we've had to pay for. And this is the thing. We're going to be spending money on things that don't exist to set ourselves apart, yeah? And there's going to, there, there will come a point where there is social credit. There, is, there will be social value in having an avatar that is dressed in a certain way. But the only way to dress it a certain way will be by forking out real-world money or crypto um, for digital fucking clothes so that your avatar looks cool. Um, it's, it's only going to contribute to this cult, this weaponization of ego that has been, you know, largely fostered or exacerbated um, by social media. And you know that this is also only going to benefit um, brands. Again, it's going to lead to the centralization of wealth. So there's going to come a time where there will come a time I can see it. I can totally see this happening where you're going to turn up to a virtual meeting with your avatar and your avatar, because it's new and you haven't forked out cash for it yet, will be dressed in the default sloppy jeans and a t-shirt. And your boss will be in that meeting with other clients <laughs> who are all dressed in digital shirts they've bought. They've bought the NFT of a digital shirt, so they own that shirt. And they're all going to look smart in a digital space, so we're not even in a real space anymore. And after the meeting is over, you're going to get an email <laughs> from your boss saying, look, you just can't turn up to meetings looking like that. You're going to have to get some smarter clothes if you're going to be interacting with clients in a digital space. You can't come, you can't turn up looking like that. And you're going to have to go to a fucking uh, country road or Nike or wherever, um, David Jones, and you're going to have to hand over your real world hard-earned cash just so that you can look smart <laughs> in a space that doesn't exist and David Jones will profit. All, all the brands are frothing and cannot wait for us to be herded into Web 3.0 against our will. Um, you know, you just look at how essential social media is now to everything. To You've got to have a LinkedIn profile. If you're a comedian or an artist, you need your Instagram page, your Twitter profile. Um it's going to be the same with web 3.0 and it, and the people who are going to benefit most aren't the artists who sell artworks. They'll be part of it. They'll be in that ecosystem, but as with, but it'll just be the same as now. And there are artists now who are part of 2022. Um, and they will be forgotten compared to the massive brands. NFTs aren't going to change the dynamic of how wealth is distributed or who we value or what we value people for. You're just going to be, you're going to spend your weekends virtually shopping. You're going to be standing in your living room with a headset on your face, <laughs> desperately hunting for an NFT shirt so that you look, you impress clients in a digital space. 
And that problem will be replicated across all sectors, all careers, all walks of life. You just just wait. It's going to happen. There is no way that this is going to disrupt things to the extent that, wow, suddenly possessions don't matter. Like it's going to be the complete opposite. Ownership and bragging rights will be more important. I mean, that's what NFTs already are is bragging rights, but it's just going to creep into every single aspect of society. Um, so I guess the problem with NFTs, to sum up, so the, the broad problem with NFTs then isn't, isn't just these individual specific problems. It's that they are, they're counter to the human project or contribute to a general a general momentum humanity has towards <laughs> in a direction that is that is not where we ought to be going and so the the broad problem with nfts is a spiritual problem in that they they don't disrupt anything they don't disrupt the old ways they only serve to remind us how important it is to own things and buy things and be seen to own things and in a way that as web 3.0 emerges and becomes more mainstream will only serve to fan the flames of ego even more because we'll be so keen to customize customize ourselves and stand out and have the have the avatar that looks different have the when you have a digital house that you invite people over for meetings or for gigs or for book club. Um, you know, the artwork on your walls will all be NFTs. Everything will stand, everything will be peacock feathers. Everything will be a display to show off who you are, what you stand for. And if you consider how badly Web 2.0 has gone in terms of how we constantly need to perform to each other for the sake of ego, for the sake of standing out. Just imagine when that becomes even more commodified in a virtual space. Um, I mean, it's weird to say or to predict that f something that isn't us, a little digital avatar, weirdly will boost our egos more than us at least representing ourselves on Twitter and Instagram as ourselves. It's weird that a little digital representation of you will weirdly come to represent you more closely than we would like to admit. I mean, probably in the virtual space, you'll be able to have anything. You'll be, you know, you'll be a unicorn with 73 nipples. Um, but you will invest in that, you know, and you will be, th you'll be, you will identify with what that means for you. And it will become a way for us all to just demark differentiate ourselves. There'll be less empathy. There'll be more, there'll be a rush to just stand out. And it's I think it's gonna be um it's gonna be terrifying. Web 2.0 was a spiritual nightmare, and web 3.0 is only gonna build on that. So, I mean to finish up, you know, my problem is with us wholeheartedly embracing the idea of NFTs as disruptive. Um but it's not disruptive at all. If something was disruptive, 
then I mean, what would be really disruptive would be technology that makes you not want to own things anymore. <laughs> that, that would be disruption, some paradigm shift where suddenly nobody cares what they own. That's disruptive. Um, releasing a new web platform that makes everybody content. <laughs> which, which would never happen. We can't have people being content, then they wouldn't go shopping. Everything is driving us towards shopping and buying and consuming. And NFTs are just a new way to do that. But it doesn't mean it's only the future because that's how time happens. Everything that happens after now is. Nothing that happens after now isn't the future. But just because they're in it doesn't mean they should define the future or should be seen as progressive or exciting or uh, any sort of paradigm shift, they're not disruptive, they're not disrupting capitalism, they're magnifying it. And like I said, a real disruption would be like, oh yeah, I released, um, I released some technology and now everybody loves soil and moss. Like that would be releasing something that makes everybody value, oops, releasing something that makes everybody value nature would be disruptive because that's the paradigm we've been living in for centuries is production at the cost of the planet. Uh, and that's only continuing with NFTs. So that's not a disruption at all. And the only way anybody could ever claim that they've released something that's disruptive would be for it to make people care less about possessions and more about connection with others. That's disruptive, but any technology that just keeps things going as they are can never claim to be so. Um, Facebook and Amazon were meant to be disruptive. We're disruptors. Uber was meant to be disruptive. Didn't disrupt anything, just made a few people really rich and treats its employees like shit. How's that disruptive? That's the same thing that's all, always existed, just now with a sleek app. But that doesn't make it disruptive at all. Um, the problem with all technology is that it's us that invented it. <laughs> I think that's the that's the core problem. All technology, all advances, they're all they've all been invented by us. Um, it's like you know that, that famous saying: the problem with any holiday is that it's always you that's on it. You know. Um, <laughs> Like the, the problem with all new technology and all advances is that it's us that's pushed it. So it's going to come with some, at the DNA, DNA level, that technology is going to come with um, selfishness, ego, uh, greed, glutton, ownership, materialism, wanting, wanting, wanting. It's always going to be part of it. Um, and NFTs are no different. So there you go. That's my little rant. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, there are positive sides to NFTs, so please don't comment or write to me saying, yeah, but artists, I know, yeah. Fossil fuels power that orphanage. Okay, I'm not saying, I'm not saying orf I want the orphans to die. <laughs> that fossil fuels are bad. Like, fossil, it doesn't matter what fossil fuels do. As a force, they are bad. It doesn't matter if that happens to have a few incidental positive outcomes. Same with NFTs. I'm sure there are other ways we can empower artists. 
as well, as if NFTs are the only way, you know, in the multiverse of possible iterations of platforms and technology and paradigms that could somehow empower artists, as if NFTs are the only way. Come on. Um, anyway, I'm going to sign off now. So I hope you enjoyed that. Um, comments and stuff, feel free to hit me up on Instagram. Um, I've got a Patreon page. Please support me there. And um, look, yeah, we've been talking a lot about ownership and materialism and the, the real disruption. I said I was going to sign off and I'm going to keep going for two minutes. The real disruption is actually, and this is a massive coincidence, isn't it? The real disruption comes from things that can't be monetized. Can't monetize meditation or liking people or listening to someone intently in a conversation. But if you're, if you heavily identify as a disruptor, if you're heavily, heavily identify as a disruptor, then don't go into NFTs, don't go down that path. When you're at the pub, just listen to someone with wholehearted attention and try and see things from their perspective. There's nothing more disruptive than that. When you're in the forest, just look at a tree and in your head say thank you to it. That's disruptive. Valuing what's around us, valuing our connection with things, seeing things from other people's perspectives, breaking down the ego barriers and seeing connection between all of us rather than hunkering down and buying little NFTs or even real world clothes to stand yourself apart from people and go, look at me. Don't look at yourself, look at other people. Right? Oh God, that wasn't a fart. It's my chair. God, that would be a good sign of goodbye. Um, that's disruptive. Yeah. Um, meditation is disruptive, not NFTs. NFTs just reinforces all the problems we've been going through for the past uh, 100 years. And uh, global warming will destroy us all because we're all distracted by owning things that don't even exist anymore while the real world burns around us. It's lovely, isn't it? Um, yes, now I will sign off. Uh, please support the podcasts. Uh, I've got more people saying they want to be guests, which is great. Um, might even be the next episode. Next episode might be the one where we get guests. <sighs> oh my gosh. That'd be exciting, wouldn't it? Um, we'll be talking about all sorts of interesting things. Support the podcast. Go to patreon.com slash jazz and uh, throw me some support. That would be lovely. If you subscribe, uh, at a certain tier, you get access to Discord. Pete Lawler says, join the Discord. He endorses it. I've been chatting to him, just me and him. But I'm dedicated. I live up to my, my Patreon subscription promises. So been in there chatting to him, sending him little quotes, having chats about philosophical stuff. Just me and that guy, Pete. Uh, but, you know, if you subscribe at a certain tier, you too could ruin the intimate chat me and Peter have been having together and you can join the discord um, I'm going to sign off, thank you so much for watching uh, and if you're listening to the podcast, thank you so much for listening um, I hope you have a lovely sleep or whatever, breakfast um, and yes, please value the real things and don't buy uh, NFTs of the um, 
discombobulated pandas or whatever. <laughs> whatever the latest fucking shit ones are. Alright, I'm now going to press a button and fade away. Take care.